Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, it is time for Flip and Friends. I am your host, Kenneth Davis. Follow me at That's Davis on all social media platforms. Executive producer of the show, newly moved to Arizona, Tippy to be exact, <laughs> Ryan Bukovesky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski 1 on Instagram. And last but not least, contributor to We Are Regal Radio and also one of the hosts of Second City Sports. We have Sydney Brown. Follow Sydney at Sid Kid 80 uh, No, we want them to lose, Sydney. So <laughs> <laughs> I was flexing my muscles. I want these Trey Lance, baby. Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's funny you bring up Trey Lance, uh, not Ryan, and um, – I, in my head, I keep going back and forth, like, like, and I know the Bears don't have a chance to get this player, but the desire to really get a Justin Fields, and I, part of me wanted just like, if Justin Fields, I hate to say this, it's a setup, right? Like just because mm-hmm. this game, he's thrown a couple picks to get like the game, what two two weeks ago because I didn't play the last week uh, because of Michigan, he threw like three mm-hmm. picks, um, and again, I mean that's it's a small sample size, but I just want because all these quarterbacks, who's gonna be? Who's going to be the flawed or the one that's not going to make it? When you look at uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and I even think I wonder about Trevor Lawrence not reaching his full potential. When you look at Justin mm-hmm. Fields, when you look at and I'm too I'm getting higher on I'm starting to get higher on Zach Wilson. Yeah, sure. Starting to get and higher. And Kyle on Trask for me too. I don't know about the Florida kid yet. I don't, I don't know about the Florida kid, but so yeah, but still our our boy. Uh, Lance, uh, you know, we're trying to get him sitting so you make sure you know your bears don't even off the perfect. Bears. They're gonna get Mitch Trubisky for a one year deal, and Trey Lance can just sit behind him for a year. Yeah, hopefully. I don't think they're gonna beat the Vikings anyway. So, all right, kick it off the show. Uh, this is something that, that hit our text line. Uh, Tom Cruise is making Mission Impossible 7. And he was caught by the sun and published a recording where he's just going in and going off at uh, crew members because they're not social distancing. Uh, we have some of the audio right now, so let me put this up here real quick so we can play this uh, and let those curse words fly. Mm, you know, nothing like a Tom Cruise curse fest to really get the like blood it. pumping in the morning. The only thing missing was Mel Gibson jumping in with saying the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> not Uncle <laughs> Mel. <laughs> Slandering the Jews. Beyond your apologies, 
I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. We are not shutting this movie down. Is it understood? If I see it again, you're gone. And so are you. So you're going to cost him his job. And I see it on the set, you're gone. And you're gone. That's it. Am I clear? Do you understand what I want? Do you understand the responsibility that you have? Because I will deal with your reason. And if you can't be reasonable, and I can't deal with your logic, you're fired. That's it. That is it. All right. Tom. Yeah. And also added to this, uh, you got Leo, good old Leah Remini coming. You know, she coming with the Scientologist. Uh, hey, explained that the entire episode was likely crafted by uh, a crafted ploy, a media ploy to spin the church's reaction to COVID in a positive light. Tom does not care about the families of his crew. This is all for publicity. Tom does not believe in family values. Anything you see coming from Scientology or Scientologists, such as mask wearing, supposedly humanitarian efforts, is just a show. It's for public reaction reasons only. Uh, Cruz, nor the Church of Scientology, uh, has, com has commented on the leak audio. And one of the star who has come to Cruz's defense, uh, check out George Clooney says, but she goes on to say, Tom's reaction that was released yesterday shows his true personality. Uh, he is an abusive person. I've witnessed it. I've been a, a recipient of it in a small level, and I've been told similar abuse by his former girlfriends, employees, and friends. This is the real Tom. So, me. Now, we said this on the text line. Tom Cruise is one of the producers of Mission Impossible 7. I saw that allegedly he spent over $600,000 just to 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 uh, have the crew socially distance and being socially distance lodging. Um, so you're talking about someone who's spending money. The movie had to be was the movie filming didn't start because of the pandemic, and then they had to shut it down because some of the people within the crew had caught COVID nineteen. So I understand his concerns. I'm not upset. Now I'm gonna tell you this. I don't know how you know hard up these people are for money. And on top of that, you know, Tom Cruise is such a megastar, you know, he he can probably cancel you in Hollywood uh, or ha has a good chance at it. But I'm not going to have him telling me, like, you understand, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's when it's crossing the lines. Like, you understand? Uh -huh. Like, I know, nah. <laughs> I may have messed up, but I ain't no hoe. So that have that have been clear. Kind of, right, right. Where I'm like, whoa, like unless we in the military or something, like, fuck is you talking to? All right. Like that's when I would have kind of been upset. What about you, Sydney? I can understand if he told the crew once to do it and not to do it again, and then he had to go to an extreme to an extent. I understand it, but like you said, Ken, you you draw the line of respect and disrespect. Uh, this this was his anger getting the best of him he's flexing his muscle as people will say that's what that's what i saw here and like you say ken the more power that you have the more you think you can get away with it. and that's what i saw here i understand his concern but he's trying to flex his muscle because he's a i'm sure he's a, like you say he's one of the producers of that film and i'm sure he's he's the only powerful person in that room it was just him and those other crew members that are working beneath him in that room. So he figured I can uh, inflate my ego. I can do what the hell I want because no one's going to step to me. Yeah, I thought, uh, like we've been saying, way overboard. I mean, when you, I guess, 
talk about people's livelihoods and things like that, that that makes sense. You know, you want the money to be there and food on the table and all that stuff. But I kind of feel like Tom really isn't looking out for that part. I think he's more so because he's going to go to space after this movie to go film a movie up in the space station for the first time ever. Elon's <laughs> going to ship his ace really? up there. Yeah. He's I didn't know this. Yeah. And they're talking because he signed on for multiple Mission Impossible still. And he wants to like split filming up there. So he's going to do a movie and then he wants to do some space stuff for Mission Impossible after this one that he's filming. So if you think about it, he's like, what, 60 some? He's running out of friggin' time being an action star. He's got already like three movies lined up and two of them are in space. Like he's probably just freaking out that he's got to get this movie done on time. And I think it's a lot of motivation is just for his selfish reasoning, but he's not wrong technically. He just, Whoa. how he handled it is a little bit of a bitch. You just blew my mind. That's real big, boss. <laughs> That's real big, boss. You, listen, you, he already, as far as box office, is one of the all-timers, all right? All but time. you're going to make a movie. It's like, boy, you you really beat Will Smith to that one, buddy. Like, there's a few. Like, <laughs> whoa. That's big. That's big right there. That's, that's you got to be right. friends with Elon. That's the only I guess. way. That means he's going to move down to Texas like the, the, the rest of uh, Tesla's moving to Texas. That's probably why you move to Arizona. Right? You want to be, be closer to Elon Musk in Texas. Just a, a shot drive away right over there. Oh. Real quick, while we're, since we're talking about it, before we jump into the next topic, uh, you were talking about COVID down there and how, how are people as far as uh, taking precautions when it comes to COVID down there in Arizona? Tiffy. I think it's in pretty much the entire area, like the entire state. Like if I think if anything, Phoenix, Tempe, Scottsdale, Mesa, that's where I'm by. Like that's the most like blue part of the state. So they care about masks and stuff the most in this part. And basically it's just every business is open. Hours are completely the same. Masks on if you're in like a grocery store and stuff like that. If you go to a restaurant, you have to have masks on like the walking areas. But as soon as you get to the table inside, it doesn't matter. You can take off the mask like they're really loose about it down here. Uh, They uh. ain't that worried about the core, the covid. So uh, it's kind of strange, like compared to Illinois, they had like a couple months ago. Right. Compared to Illinois, it's like Illinois is kind of like a ghost town at times. It feels like like a ghost state. Everybody's just inside like you're supposed to be quarantining. That ain't Arizona. Everybody's out and about. So how was the trip down there? What was interesting? What was the pros and the cons of it? The cons, because I went the Colorado route was all the winter I had to go through. I was having some issues, but in a way it kind of worked out. Because my car is like a Jeep Compass, so it has a small engine, and I kept having like this light pop on, the overheating of transmission fluid, because I was towing so much. But if you kept it in idle, it would go away, so it wasn't that big of a deal. And if it was hot out, maybe it would have been a big deal. It would have just been the entire time. So I think the cold kind of helped me in that way. And then just like a little things, like if you go through Kansas or some of these places in the mid-Midwest... Like there's just no gas for a long time. So you got to really be careful. And one time I was like, I kind of like, yeah, I, I was at a quarter. I was like, oh, I'll just go a little bit longer. And I forgot about it. And I had to go to this gas station. It was, I think it was in Colorado 
Like it was just a gas station, no attendant, just like pumps right there. And you could just pay with your credit card. I was like, thank you God for that. Cause I would have <laughs> ran out of gas. I was like, should I turn around and run out of gas or go forward and run out of gas? That's the situation okay. I was in. And then, uh, other than that, I think it was pretty smooth. I I've had an issue with one of my tires. As soon as it goes from normal to freezing, that thing just leaks out air. But I bought mm. a thing to just like put in the cigarette lighter like the slot and then it pumps up your tire so i was good to go and everything worked out pretty well. uh just once or twice it was just when like there was above freezing and i would be parked it, like it just and it goes down to freezing it just starts leaking immediately if i'm driving it's fine okay like, it's because i have these aluminum aluminum rims so they shrink when it gets okay. frozen and then just leaks out all this air but that was that was about it. Like it was smooth drive, uh, no real problems. I'm glad I didn't have a U-Haul. I was thankful of that. And uh, yeah. What you care? What would you tow? What was you? What were you? What were you towing then? If you didn't have a U-Haul, I just had some stuff. Like my TV is kind of heavy. I had my bicycle like on the outside strapped in, and then just as many boxes I could fill up. So it was just like okay. a lot of weight for the car. But you weren't actually towing. You're just talking about the no, stuff. That you, okay, no, okay, okay. but it comes on when they say you're towing too yeah. much. Um, how's the co-eds down there? You know, even though it's kind of funny, like I talked about how it's loose. It seems like anyone my age or younger is like quarantining or masks on all times outside, just period. So I only really have noticed the older, the older crowd. <laughs> they don't care about COVID at all. Uh, 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 okay. I don't give a damn about that COVID is a fake Man. anyway. <laughs> like, I'm going to my restaurant to eat. I'm going to my places to do whatever I want to do. Nothing's stopping. What have you eaten that's tasty? <sighs> what have I gotten so far? Uh, I got Thai. was solid. I had some pizza uh, from this New York style place. It was mm -hmm. just solid. I hear that the, the pizza actually blows in Arizona. I have to find I, like the right spots. What about the Mexican food, right? Oh, yeah. Got some Mexican food. Yeah, it's terrific. Okay. Terrific. I would hope so. I would hope so. All right. So uh, Cardi B mentioned during her acceptance speech for the 2020 Woman of the Year uh, Billboard's uh, Women in Music Ceremony that WAP is a feminist song. Now, if you don't know what the acronym WAP stands for, Sydney. <laughs> I know what that means. Shots fired. Stands for, uh, let me put this in a, a classier way, um, a moist vagina, I should say. I guess it's a classier way to say it. An extremely um, moist There you vagina. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, ready to go. Um, so listen, I think it's fine she says that this is a feminist song. Um, and the point being that women can make songs uh, about wanting to get it in just like men can make songs about getting it in. There's nothing wrong for women to express their sexuality, um, that they're free. You know what I'm saying? That, that That's the point of her saying it's a feminist song. They're free to do whatever they want, just like it's perceived, the perception that men are free to do whatever they want. So I don't have a problem with that. I don't Well, my daughter's singing it, shit. But um, again, I just- I, Daddy, I, I I'm whopping. Watch yourself. <laughs> don't play like that. <laughs> that's you why know, I moved to Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, 
<laughs> but uh, Ryan, how do you feel about WAP uh, being a feminist song, uh, yes or no? I think it is. I agree. Because, um, yeah, like you said, if the men can talk about it, the women should be able to talk about it just as much. But I, I do want to kind of put a little thing there. Men should be criticized if that's all they kind of talk about over and over. And I feel like Cardi's flirting with that line of just kind of talking about sex and that kind of thing over and over. Like, I I don't know exactly what Snoop said. I think he came out and kind of talking about, like, ladies be more kind of creative. And maybe that was too harsh, but I kind of get where he's coming from. Like, the men rappers, I guess, traditionally that have been really successful don't just talk about drugs and sex and money and all that stuff over and over and over and over. Have you ever listened to Lil Wayne? Yeah, but do we can't like Lil Wayne is an all time great, I guess, but he's kind of a trashier all time great versus. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that. <laughs> so it's just like I I like I want to see Cardi do that stuff, but also other stuff too. Like but let's see, get I, the full spectrum. I'm with you. I feel the same way about Meg, and I feel like that about Meg because I think she has the talent to expand what she right. raps about. Um, I don't know about necessarily if I feel the same about Cardi, but I'm with you. You can, you should diversify what you do. I always, to me, that's what held Nicki Minaj back. I felt like if Nicki would have really went into expressing herself with other things, it would have just showed how dope she is with her skill set instead mm-hmm. of just basically sitting up. But so, yeah, I mean, male, I, I'm with you. Guys shouldn't spend one time being, cr- one up all the time being crass and you can apply that to women too. It's funny. I was uh, showing, I was showing after this, right? I, I didn't think this was going to be part of the show. But again, I try to bring my truth to the show. <laughs> <laughs> so this morning, all right, I'm sitting there, I'm going through Facebook. I'm, I, usually I don't, um, I don't lay down and really, um, goes through social media because laying down and looking at my phone hurts my neck. So I usually don't do it, but I was trying to let Kenton uh, play on the PlayStation four and I was giving him a lot of time to do it. So I was, I was trying to stay out of the basement and I'm looking at uh, a cousin of mine posted on Facebook. Um, matter of fact, I want to see the actual post so I can say it verbatim. And oh I'm man, like, this is going to yeah. be an all timer right here, huh? It's going to be, <laughs> It's going to be... Uh, Wait, this, did you say this was last night or today? This was today that I uh, I saw this. And I and was that like... that had to put the WAP on the list for things yeah. to discuss. <laughs> and this is what so my you, cousin wrote. This is what my cousin wrote. She's a female, too. I still can't believe I like when girls lick my coochie. Yeah, right. Yeah, wow. right. And Facebook? I Facebook? This, listen, mind you, and I'm like her nana, my aunt, my mother's sister, right? Her, they, I know she be in her feed because she pop up on my feed, and that's her grandmother. So I'm like, <laughs> you, I'm not even giving my cousin has no, she gives no fucks. Know this, she's my younger cousin too. She gives no fucks whatsoever. Um, and, and listen, while I'm in this, let me dive. In. And one of the people, the funny thing, so one of the comments is a, a a young lady that I that's a friend of the family and she replied that shit feels good now <laughs> <laughs> this is where it gets the, and the now the young lady that replied that shit feels good I was on her page yesterday because she wrote some shit and I was like I, I gotta leave something to that I just left a uh, 
Kevin Hart emoji was like, all right then. But this is what she posted on her page. I had to delete my story because I'm single. I don't give a fuck if I post the N-word, post me fucking the N-word, post me sucking the N-word's dick, post me and his kids, post me and his plate, post me and his money. I'm big and I can do what the fuck I want to do. Still can come up to your crib and come to mine's, no strange attached, single. Dang. And if, yeah, right. And I mean, and the, the thing was, I told after I was like, listen, I just have to come to grips with, you know what, I'm, I'm a square. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I might be a square too. Because there's that certain seems things. Over the line. <laughs> 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 right. It was like, damn. So, listen, I couldn't even touch my cousin. That's my little cousin. I have no comment to say on that. Like, I want to be like, shh, shh, right? Yeah. But she grown. She grown. That that young lady is. She's approaching thirty. You know what yeah. I'm saying? She grown. What grown. happened to the days of just posting a lyric on Facebook? I don't know. People want to keep it a hundred. Uh, and listen, credit to them for the, this. Your life, you do what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? It's just. I, I said this. It's gonna be the crazy thing, right? In thirty years, you know, one of the things that people are gonna be doing a lot of. They're going to be going back, looking at their parents and their grandparents' social media posts. And mm-hmm. somebody's going to be like, somebody's grandma posted, I can't believe I like when girls lick on my coochie. <laughs> your, your grandma. <laughs> I don't care what dick it is. I'm sucking it. <laughs> right. Your grandma. Right. That's Your grandma be like, you out here doing all this shit? Grandma, I saw that shit you posted back in the day when you were talking about your coochie. There's going right, to be a future right. TikTok where they're going to be posting all that stuff. Uh-oh. Go ahead, Sid. <laughs> no disrespect, but shout out to your cousin, Kim. But she were used to wear a coochie. Now, I'm telling my age, I haven't heard that word since the early 90s and Luke Campbell, okay? <laughs> and I don't even use that word. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> She's the funny one, so you know she, she used that word to spice it up. You, you know, coochie. she went into her bag to pull out the coochie. <laughs> when I put this on there, it's really going to take off, right? All right. right. A South Carolina councilwoman indicted on public corruption charges allegedly used taxpayer money to stalk NBA Hall of Famer Magic Johnson, the Columbia Post and Carrier reports. This is from uh, Yahoo Sports. Richland County Council Vice Chairwoman Dally uh, Myers allegedly used government money to fund personal trips and spending sprees. The 24-count indictment was issued late Thursday, and Myers was released without bond after a short hearing on Friday. She was suspended from office, although her term is up on December 31st. Most of the charges of illicit use of the the county credit card state grand jury uh, division chief attorney Creighton Waters told Judge DeAndre Benjamin, per Avery G. Wilkes, the post-Atlanta carrier. There's a lot of black names I got on here. The destination charge to card included Greece, Georgia, Illinois, Detroit, and Nashville. A trip to New York, New Jersey had a specific purpose per the indictments. Uh, Myers reportedly used her credit, uh, her county credit card to take a trip to New York to stalk uh, Johnson and former NFL player Richard Seymour. Now, how the hell did Richard Seymour get into this? Even though <laughs> he grew up whether somewhere around where his lady grew up. There are no further details to the trip uh, Johnson made a high-profile visit to Newark in September 2019 when he saw the Newark, uh, Be- the Newark Bethel Israel Medical Center. His company has a food service contract with the hospital. In September, the five-time NBA check was reportedly granted a temporary restraining order against a man allegedly stalking him. So wait. Can I say something insensitive? Go right ahead. Really? Go right ahead. Please do. I think you're going to say what I was going to say. Go ahead. She knows uh, 
Yeah, that's what I was going for. She's like, I don't care. She's like, his is cured. I'm like, well, you know, you know he got the A's. I mean, HIV, right? Like, that was what I'm like. Listen, go to the point that what we were just talking about before this with the coochie discussion. This lets you know motherfuckers don't care. Right, we live. I saw Dame Dash was on something talking about man, people be like they don't care if they get herpes nowadays. And it, when he said it, it was like, yeah, motherfuckers do really don't care if they get herpes nowadays. And how back in the days that was one of the last things you want. Listen, we live in a world, man. Motherfuckers don't they don't get two shits. This lady you lose it is using the county credit card to stock long penis and and. <laughs> Right, like infected long infected long <laughs> Goodness gracious, she gonna she gonna run into cookie and catch that fade. Is, but uh, is this like a product of 2020? Are we losing our minds? And then this is like putting it over the top, where it's like we're going to hell pretty soon here. Let's stop caring about things. I think people were losing their mind before 2020. Um, but yeah, it doesn't hurt that it is in 2020. And again, it's magic. Like it's this comedian that I follow. His name is uh, Redu Brown, right? Mm-hmm. On Instagram, he's a good follow. He had this this post where he created where um, his girlfriend comes and she's like, uh, he, he she's like, yeah, you know, All Star Weekend. You know, basically they kind of like owning up to shit they did to each other. And she's like, you know, I uh, slept with a famous uh, NBA player. He was one of the Lakers. He's like, oh, you slept with Shaq. And she's like, no. He's like, you slept with Kobe. She's like, uh, no. He was like, damn, you like, you, you slept with Kareem? She was like, no. And she was like, hey, I'll give you a hint. Voila. <laughs> Just like we said, magic supposedly has HIV, right? And, so it's, and she's it's like, like, what? Right? Surprise. <laughs> Listen, or, or you know what? The girl probably got this shit and was like, shit, that's just some on top of minds. Um, because listen, you, you probably listen, you know, she got something. She's like, I don't care. Like, give me that long. Man. I know he's famous for HIV, but I gave him the herpes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. All right. Uh, this one's going to take us down a little bit. Uh, police began arriving. This is about the, uh, the, the, the body cam footage. That has now come up of showing uh, what happened right after Ahmad Arbery was killed in Georgia. Uh, uh, police began arriving almost immediately after Ahmad Arbery was shot in coastal Georgia subdivision, uh, finding the unarmed black man lying face down in his own blood, while the man who shot him paced with his hands on his head. George Michael can be seen trying to console his son, who's pacing back and forth. It's going to be okay, Gregory. Michael tells him, "You had no choice." One of Arbery's legs moves, and this is why I really wanted to bring this in there after Ryan sent it. One of Arbery's legs moves, and his head turns slightly. A gasping sound can be heard on the recording. So this boy's still alive, y'all. Mm-hmm. Right? The second officer arrives and puts on rubber gloves and rolls Avery over and presses a hand on the wound on his chest. He's still breathing, man, says the, uh, the man's voice nearby. I know. I'm going to try to do something for him, the officer replied. He stops after about two minutes and calls to tell dispatcher Arbery's died. One, why didn't you call somebody to come and try to really save him? Like, just look at what's really going on. Remind you, they did not charge them for two months until it, that show, that video yeah, was all went viral. They were, they were letting them go, all right? <laughs> Gregory Michael 
uh, had recently retired from a long career as an investigator for the local district attorney. At least two of his uh, the arriving officers recognized him and called him by name. Those he didn't know, he tells that he's a former law enforcer, uh, law officer, I should say, and that the 3357 Magnum handgun he grabbed before chasing Arbery was police issue. Gregory Michael tells police Arbery attacked his son and wasn't trying to take and was trying to take the gun, a shotgun away from him. To be perfectly honest with you, if I could have shot at the guy, I would have shot him myself, he tells the officer. Another officer approached and said, I do know, Greg. How are you doing? He asked her what police plan to do to his son. Y'all aren't putting him in cuffs, are you? No, the officer replied. Why would we put him in cuffs? Mm -hmm. Right? Goes a little further. Remember that someone was driving, videotaping it. That was William Rody Bryan, a neighbor who joined the chase and was later charged with murder himself. He, he said this, he was he, he obviously was up to something. Brian tells the officer while describing how he maneuvered his own truck to prevent Aubrey from escaping. Should we have been chasing him? I don't know. Hell no, you shouldn't have been chasing him. So this racist place in Georgia where these officers arrive, they do nothing to try to save this young man from dying. They're cordial with the two gentlemen because the father was in law enforcement. And they yeah, tell no him police that, investigation whatsoever. Right. They tell the father they're not even going to put the son in handcuffs. Mind you, they chased him down. He didn't break into their house. The house that the house was uh, was was being framed up. People walked in there regularly to go in there and look at the house. And the owner then later on came out and said nothing was stolen whatsoever. And all y'all had to do was mind your fucking business, but your racist hearts made you go out and do something that you felt you were justified. I hope you fucking burn in hell, to be honest with you. And I have no problem with saying that whatsoever. This reading that As that you young man, yeah, that young man was still alive. You, you just think about your last minutes. These racist people over there talking about you, not trying to save you, being okay with the people that killed you as you're dying out. That's that's how you left this planet. Like that that that's some fucked up shit, to say the least. Yeah, that's crazy, messed up. Yeah, man. Sydney, that's, that was what'd you think? Uh, just a couple of things. Maybe I missed something. One, why wasn't this reported in the first place that Aubrey was still alive after he got shot initially? And number two, how did he die? Uh, maybe I'm missing something, but he couldn't just die instantly, just like that. He still no. like has some uh, life in his uh, life in him. So, if you remember. Um, they, they kept trying to stop him and get him off the road with their trucks. You got the guy filming behind them. You mm -hmm. got the father. I believe the father of the son's on the back of the truck with the shotgun. The son gets out, points the shotgun to Arbery, and now the kid, what the kid's supposed to do. Y'all, y'all are chasing him down with guns, right? Like, think mm -hmm. about that. You're trying to knock him off the road with your car and keep him from escaping, right? And the only thing he can do is try to escape. Because then remember, he starts running back the other way. Basically, son gets out. Robbery tries to take the gun away from him because the dude's about to shoot him with the gun and he shoots the gun. He shoots and kills Arbor. So and then I'll tell you my opinion on why we didn't find out. Remind you, remind you, this footage of this body cam just came out and the cops didn't do nothing. Those dudes were at home for two months. Like you can, we got to remember this. This happened right before George Floyd. George Floyd. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they kind of knocked George Floyd, kind of knocked it off of the, 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 the national consciousness. But the people, like, I remember seeing this on social media 
And this was before they were even arrested. And that's what finally got them locked up is that it started circulating on social media. People was like, wait, why didn't the county out there arrest these dudes? That this, 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 what you see on the camera doesn't necessarily correlate with like they were doing something, they were doing something righteous. But the, the, and that's why we didn't find out, since your point, that he was still alive because we didn't have the firsthand account of what took place until now. At least as far as what I know, we didn't have this firsthand account because I definitely didn't know that he was, I mean, he, I mean, he was still that much alive. I mean, like you said, you never know when someone's gone, gone. It kind of mm-hmm. remi- makes me, reminds me, unfortunately, about a, a what, FBG duck uh, who was murdered in uh, downtown uh, Chicago like five or six months ago. And they had footage of him after being shot. And you see him, he, he, you could tell he's rolling, he's dying. because It reminds you of like, if you ever had like the worst hangover and you're just like, oh my goodness. And when he does his last row, I remember thinking, like, damn, he just died right there. Cause you could just see the the, the life essence kind of roll out of him in a way, you know. So just from how he, he kind of went limp. And just to think that like Shuddy's over there over there talking, being cordial, and you know, like you will help the police. And the police also, I didn't say this. The first cop that arrived arrived because she heard the, the shotgun shots. So that's why she pulled up. And you were thinking, like, maybe there's a chance I'm gonna get some justice. You know what I'm saying? Like, just think about this. If you could hear this, the people that shot you, cop pulls up and the, the father's like, or you you know, the father, the father's like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm popos in some manner or form, too. Uh, you know, everything's good. And the lady's basically like, yeah, you, you know, got to work. Calm down. Just calm down. You know what I'm saying? Like, just and she's talking to him like you got you guys got your guns up. Right. You know, when she first arrives or whatever. And it's just like. Imagine that being you. I mean, imagine that just being your last minutes on this planet. It, it speaks volumes to how just how fucked up shit is, because that would be your last minutes being a person of color on this planet where your murderers are sitting there uh, uh, fucking playing titlywinks with the, the local law enforcement for the most part. Yeah, I mean, no police investigation whatsoever. They were just going to totally just swipe this under the rug. Like, I'm just glad, glad it came out and went viral at the minimum. Right. Right. All right. So this made me want to throw this up in here. You know I mean? This was some big news this last week here in Chicago. A woman, uh, this is from uh, the Channel 7 here, WLS. A woman whose home was wrongfully raided by Chicago police last year is speaking out about what happened. Mayor Lori Lightfoot admitted Thursday that she knew about the botched police raid that left uh, Ajanita Young, an innocent woman, handcuffed with no clothes on. She called what happened at her home a colossal failure and his order changes to make sure it doesn't happen again. But late Friday, Lightfoot's office acknowledged that they failed to turn over six videos uh, to Anjanita's lawyer that were requested earlier this year, calling it accidental. The new fallout has community groups and activists uh, continuing their calls for major changes in the police department. A group of pastors are putting on pressure, pressure for transparency from not only the CPD, but also the mayor's office. Who knew what's on, who knew what on the mayor's staff uh, what did the mayor know? And when did she know it? And when she knew it, what did she say about it? Says Bishop Larry Trotter. <laughs> the coalition of religious leaders from the south and west side met reporters on a Zoom call at 3 p.m. Uh, they said that while discipline or firing the officers involved in the raid, as well as leadership in the law department, they also want public hearings. Some accused life for the scapegoating uh, and hypocrisy. 24 hours after claiming she only learned about the case on uh, Young on Tuesday, 
Mayor Lightfoot admitted she didn't remember the case until seeing the video for the first time this week and reviewing the emails. I don't have specific recollection uh, re uh, of it, uh, Lightfoot said. It was November when I was probably focused on the budget issues and getting our budget passed through the council. So she used the budget as her excuse to say she doesn't remember. Now, if I don't know if y'all seen this video. This, 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 this sister who's a social worker just got home from work. The cops raid her crib, right? Bust open her door. She's getting ready to go to bed. She's ass out naked, right? They have they leave her naked for a minute, and then finally a cop like puts a coat over her. The coat's open. She's still all naked, all right here, right? Uh, later on, a cop comes, throws a comforter on her, but leaves the comforter's not open. And then finally, what one cop just comes and he holds the comforter closed. She's in there saying, "Why are you here? You're at the wrong house." Why are you here? And a cop basically tells her, stop yelling at them. And she's like, how the hell are you going to tell me to stop yelling when y'all just knock my door down and y'all in the wrong place? So a, a police informant, a cop that took a, a police informant around to her house, the informant said that some gentleman with guns and ammo, that he stayed there. The gentleman was in the next department, right? <laughs> just thinking, so they could have killed this lady, Right. Could have killed this lady and they got the wrong apartment. And so someone's going to get in trouble with whatever, whoever this informant is. Uh, so they sat there and when they finally realized something was wrong, a cop, one cop told the other cop Let's to step outside and talk. Uh, they tried to fix her door. One cop tried to fix the door, said how sorry he was. But it's just one of those things because, listen, um, mistakes can happen with anything in life. And unfortunately, with cops, because of how important their job is, those mistakes can hurt and affect people a lot of a lot of bad ways. Um, so that's an issue on itself. But the thing is this, where I, I can I can roast the city and lower light for it. The young ladies' lawyers requested the videos and you all blocked. They didn't just block her. They tried to they tried to block CBS from putting it on air last week, right? So that was the the the, 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 the life was said she had nothing to do with that. She didn't know, quote unquote. But they tried to stop it. this just action. Y'all went to the wrong house. You did this lady wrong. They didn't let her get the video. Her lawyers get the video. So if you feel uh, some kind of way as far as you were wrong, why are you still lawyering up basically trying to prevent her from getting what's just to her? So that's really what kind of burns my side is that you're talking out both sides of your neck uh, when you're sitting there saying that you feel sorry for the young lady, but still you're sitting there trying to protect the city uh, from basically being called on what it's doing uh, that's improper. Yeah, like you said, Ken, this is just a classic textbook of uh, people in power protecting themselves. And the first thing when I heard this story last week, and I watched it on Channel 2 here in Chicago, for those of you watching outside of our uh, viewing area, uh, the first thing I thought about, someone said this on one of the local radio shows the other day, LaCroix McDonald. I kind of had to agree to an extent because of the acts you just described, Kim, from, from, from the mayor, from the police uh, covering up. Yes, mistakes happen, but stuff like this cannot go on. And thank goodness that the, the house that the they raided the lady in, thank goodness she wasn't shot or else it'll be something worse right now. Probably even worse than Laquan McDonald. So thank goodness she's still alive there. But why are you blocking? I know why you're blocking her lawyers not getting the video because the truth is going to come out, of course, to remind our listeners uh, about Laquan McDonald. That uh, video was him for about a year or two years, Ken? It may have been two, about two. About and, two that's, years. That, and that's why he, he didn't get the transportation mm -hmm. gig for Biden. We're talking about Rahm Emanuel. And, yeah. and, and that's the only justice that Laquan McDonald really got is that 
He's Posada non grata for what he did to that young man as far as blocking that tape to, to finally come out. Because I, I remember hearing about the tape because people was talking like whenever this tape comes out, it's going to shit's going to hit the fan or whatever. But yes, and I think it was two years. I, it may have been a year and a half to two years before we actually saw it, that the Laquan McDonald yeah. tape. Everybody also the Laquan McDonald uh, uh, had a mental illness. Um, he was out. I think he may have been high, too. I think he was high, too. Because high doesn't mean you, you should die. Let me put that on. Just because right. you're high doesn't mean you should die. All right. Because he was coming in the middle of the street. Mm. He was in the middle of the street. He had a knife, but he was walking away from the cops. And it was mm. a lot of cops already there. And then this rogue cop who has a history of fuckery rolls up and fucking plugs the kid, unfortunately, 16 times. Like it took that many times to subdue the young man. Right? Like just. Yeah. He was you enjoying know, like, that. Right. It's, he's getting off on it. You know, he's that's what he does. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, so-and-so's here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I put this shit to an end when I show up. Right. So, mm-hmm. like, but again, like, sitting to your point, you know what I'm saying? This, this is the part of where the city, it's one thing that human beings are going to make mistakes. We're talking about law enforcement. And they should be held accountable and to a higher standard. And definitely reform should be put in to stop some of these incidents from happening. But you're still going to get some incidents. You know, if you're, if you're depending on informants, Something's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? We see the same thing with um, Breonna Taylor. You know what I'm saying? And sit there, say the informant said, somebody said just this was happening, this was happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, and uh-huh. just, so you're going to get in those situations. So sometimes this may happen, but it, even when you're going in, you just how you going in. You know, and again, that I'm someone who, I'm not risking my life daily in these situations. So it, it is easy to sit for me to criticize it because I'm not putting in these high stakes situations, but also this is a key point. I didn't put myself in that situation because I don't know what I would do. And if you, if you take on that responsibility, well, you need to also take on the responsibility of doing it well and doing it right. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so bad that like we live in a world where all our higher ups always have an excuse for something and they never take ownership responsibility. Like, It'd be great if maybe our law law enforcement officials who we kind of look at as like a quote, like leader in the community or like a, a model of how you should be because they're supposed to be law abiding citizens enforcing the law, like own up to your mistakes then, own up to the fact that you messed up because we all know you're going to mess up no matter what the job is. There's always going to be a mistake. Human beings aren't perfect. That's just how it is. Don't tell me there's never going to be a mistake. You can fully do law enforcement to the book perfectly every time. No way. And plus, there's way too much gray area for you to make everything black and white. So it's your response. It's how you handle things. And when you just kind of like talk out of both sides of your mouth, like you said, Ken, I mean, that should make every citizen worry. Like, what is my police department doing where they just feel it's okay that we made a mistake? And, oh, here's all these reasons why we made this mistake, but there's really nothing we're going to do to fix it or change it or anything is going to be, anyone's going to be held accountable for anything. It's just going to be what it is. So deal with it. Great point. Great point. Yeah, that's it. Deal with it is basically what they're telling us. They can be in your house at any time because of a lie and you should just get over it. All right. right? We're the cops, so don't forget Yeah, get over it. All right. Federal officials, this is from the New York Times, issued an urgent warning on Thursday that hackers who U.S. intelligence agencies believe were working from the Kremlin use a far wider variety of tools than previously known to penetrate government systems and said that the cyber offensive was a grave risk to the federal government. Discovery suggests that the scope of the hacking, which appears to extend beyond nuclear laboratories, all right, beyond nuclear laboratories, 
uh, and the Pentagon, Treasury, uh, the Commerce Department systems, uh, complicates the challenge for federal investigators as they try to assess the damage and understand what they, what has been stolen. Minutes after the statement from the cybersecurity arm of the Department of Homeland Security, President-elect Joe Biden warned that his administration would impose substantial costs on those responsible. A good defense isn't enough. We need to disrupt, deter our adversaries from undertaking significant cyber attacks in the first place, Biden said. I will not stand idly by in the face of uh, cyber assaults on our nation. President Trump has yet to say anything about the attack. Echoing the government warning, Microsoft said to, uh, Thursday that it has identified 40 companies, governments, agencies, and think tanks that suspect Russian attackers at a minimum had infiltrated. Nearly half are private technology firms, Microsoft said. Many of them cybersecurity firms, like FireEye, that are charged with securing vast sections of the public and private sector. So Trump's buddy, Putin, yep. Just deep dive. Trump's Trump they said shit about this. He still like said shit about the three hundred people that the mark that uh, took place with the COVID deaths, and y'all still loving his dirty ass draws. But um, sitting there, Putin done hit us up, and also told Biden and congratulations on winning the election too, right? Before <laughs> Mitch McConnell did, right? And laughing, and I got y'all secrets and shit. Listen, I'm tired. I like to get back. I don't want anybody to die. Let me say that. But let's get on back to the good old Cold War waves where we we didn't allow this type of shit to take place with Russia just fucking with us and it's just cool and shit. Just like the motherfucking uh, pan the soldiers in Afghanistan that if they are putting a bounty on the uh, uh, U.S. soldiers' head, that Russia will pay if uh, you kill one one of the, 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 the U.S. soldiers. Like I'm I'm tired of fucking around playing tiddly winks with Putin, man. They need to put that hot steel to that motherfucker. Well, he yeah, left and right. <laughs> I don't understand. Our military budget is through the roof and greater than any other country by like leaps and bounds. But we're getting hacked every five seconds at the Pentagon. Like, where is this money going? Are we Good just point. buying tanks? <laughs> for the eventual invasion of russia like how about we talk to all our silicon valley it people or whatever you need to do get them some national security and how about we beef up our system a little bit i just we have all these resources everyone's trying to hack into america and attack america especially cyber because you know you don't lose bodies and you don't have to actually attack anybody but you can definitely deal damage or at least get a lot of information that you want maybe we should put a higher importance on instead of maybe defending the border of mexico how about we defend our pentagon from cyber attacks that's a good one that that yeah. if, fuck that wall how about a firewall you yeah. know what i'm saying like, like it just took the words right pentagon out of my mouth firewall. Yep. <laughs> Like, oh, shit. Like that. Dude, we don't know what the fuck Russia got out. Like, damn, Russia. Damn. And like what we just talked about. It's like, just deal with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it happened. It is what it is. Oh, man. I know Putin got my social security number right now. Yeah, he's probably watching us. <laughs> about, like, to run oh, my, about to run my credit okay. to the fucking ground right there. By, by <laughs> shit. Oh, you retired? Here's your dollar a month stipend from social security. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, shit. So uh, Chicago and also uh, singer, uh, producer Jeremiah, we all know that he was in the ICU uh, with a serious case of COVID. Um, he was on swearing the morning show and he said this. He said, I had a tube down my throat for about a week and a half. I was really like in a like in a dream. And I ain't going to lie. I woke up about two times and all I can remember seeing is just a white light. You know, those two times that I wasn't uh, in there, he explained. 
what I ended up having, and I don't mind sharing is uh, uh, now, you know, um, I'm hearing this called multi-system inflammatory, MIS, uh, which is a rare case, you know, the cause of infected COVID. Uh, according to the CDC, multi-system inflammatory syndrome is a condition where different body parts can become inflamed, including the heart, lungs, kidney, brain, skin, eyes, or gastrointestinal organs. Early in the pandemic, extreme uh, inflammation was reported almost exclusively in children, uh, but has been found in adults as well sometimes weeks after a person has the virus. Uh, all my insides, all my organs became inflamed, and it, and, and it was going down. Everything was just, my heart went out, uh, stopped beating, and started beating irregularly. My kidneys went out. Um, and it, it started to uh, add into my, my liver started to do the same. It got, I, it got real bad, basically, is what it said. I just, just point out what COVID can do to you. All right, like, yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you a little story in Arizona that I just thought of. I was at CVS trying to get some stuff, and some dude was in there, and uh, he's just not wearing a mask, so the cashier eventually saw it. was like, yo, you got to get out of here if you're not wearing a mask. And he did, but he had to, of course, make a little comment before, like, oh, all this shit over the flu. It's just like, dude, are you not? Are you just that unaware? Like, yeah, maybe to some people, this is the flu, and they can just kind of get away with being sick for a little bit, no long-term potential effects, whatever. Then you got other people that are just almost dying instantly as soon as they get it. Like, this ain't no flu. And just like the fact that everyone kind of has these weird opinions or buys into these conspiracies. Like all you have to do is just, I'm sure everyone at this point knows somebody that was positive or has gone through some mm -hmm. stuff. Like, I just don't get how you don't know that when you got what, how, what's it now? 4 million people that have it or 5 million or whatever the number is. You mean here in America or around the world? I think in America, it's in probably America. about four, four or 5 million here. Yeah. And like, yeah. And they say like, we may be 400, 400,000 deaths sometime in January. Like, you probably know somebody or at least have heard a story from a friend that knows somebody like it's impossible to not like know about this. I mean, listen, I just think about how it hit Demaz's family last month or this past month. It took out two family members. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, just think about that. Like, it's dude, this is a different like just like what you're basically just echoing what you're saying. If you still think this shit is just some bullshit, you just being an asshole. You know right. what I'm saying? And I'm not saying to trust trust the government. I'm not saying, but I mean, just no one's shutting down the economy for play play. Just know right. that. No one's doing that. If someone's do, like real, real business folks are not going to allow this to happen, let you know that this is some real shit. Real people are dying. I mean, it's kind of echoes. Um, what was that? What was the, the sugar? Land? What was that? I mean, it wasn't sugar. Land. What was the thing? Unfortunately, where that, that young man went and killed those young kids. Um, it was during the Obama administration. Um, went in there oh, to that Stony Brook. Stony Brook, and went in there and killed those kids. And people were sitting there coming at the kids' parents, talking about it was fake and it was made up yeah. and shit like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like this type, like that's that echoes like that's the same sentiment as far as just stupidity. It's you like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna sit here and it's a joke. Something happened to my kid. Like what type of bullshit are you talking about? So it's just when you see that people still play. You know what I'm saying with it, and you know it's just it's ridiculous. It's it's it's, it's terrible to say the least. All right, no moving along. On a lighter note, um, McDonald's customers stunned by an alleged behind-the-scene cooking video. The mighty franchise took a, a, a perilous fall. No, no, no. That's that's not. That's a totally, totally different thing. That's the last one, the blockbuster one. So anyway, uh, that one depressed ginger. I guess this person works at McDonald's. 
on TikTok. <laughs> I saw on their, on, their, on their TikToks, they had different videos of different things in McDonald's being cooked, mm-hmm. right? But decided to show how the McRib is prepared. Uh, and people, I guess, were either shocked or stunned. To me, it wasn't, I hate to say it, it really wasn't that big of a deal to say the least. But again, I'm also someone who doesn't eat McRibs because why would I be getting pork from McDonald's? <laughs> Come on, that McRib is tasty as hell. They got me pork. <laughs> Here we go. I want my imitation pork. I mean, oh, no, it wasn't no. that. It wasn't that big of a deal to me. Yeah, like, why did pro- people think like they slaughtered the pig in the back and they like cut it off fresh? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing with McDonald's? <laughs> fresh off the the, 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 the swine. Uh, do you have uh, any butt meat left? I want some. <laughs> Somebody was talking Here about. <laughs> It was like, you know, uh, they basically had a stack of those and they were stuck together and basically had to break them apart. Like if you had buy frozen meats, the patties, they're usually are, they're frozen together. They're never frozen. They killed the cow right there. (laughs) (laughs) But like, so I I didn't get why this was disgusting. Then you have those little trays. Now, if you I've seen you see them all over the place. But I know uh, in the office, there's a, a Burger King. And under in the pedway uh, downstairs, so you're and, and down there you're a lot closer to actually seeing that prepare, and you see them using those trays a lot more because uh, you're right, you're close to them. So you see they put them in there, they throw the sauce on there, they let it, they warm it up, they keep it warm, so otherwise you wait before somebody orders it and they give it out or whatever. But the point, and I never got this when people was like the McRib is back. It was like I guess, and it's nothing. It's not that it's nasty. I definitely. Tasted a McRib. It didn't taste like, oh, I'd never eat this. Oh, well, well I, you know, get this out of my mouth. But to me, getting pork from McDonald's just never fit well. I didn't trust it. You know, I never understood the little steps that they have, like the the little like mountains on the <laughs> the pork <laughs> slap. Like, right? They're, they're supposed I, to be the rib. Get that? Right. Yeah. Is that what that is? Like, yeah, what? It's supposed to. It's that supposed to imitate. The look of the rib bones in the actual oh, ring. Right. <laughs> That's why it has that. Like, you get know, the but- processing McRib tray out. We gotta make this look like ribs. So that's why they have that uh, in there. Because the last thing you want to do is bite a bone when you're eating in your McRib yeah. sound. <laughs> but you yeah. want to look like it has ribs, right? Yeah, you don't want to bite it. <laughs> All right, man. Throw some chicken in there. We ran out of pork. That's <laughs> <laughs> one. Uh, Blockbuster, the mighty franchise, took a perilous fall in the 2000s following a series of poor business decisions. Today, just a single like block buying out Netflix. Everybody, I was about to say buying out yeah. Netflix, mm-hmm. right? Just think they they could have bought out. Netflix they had the chance and just thought they still was good. People still going to be getting stuff from 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 going to the store to get it. Like just who uses <laughs> the internet? Right, right, all right. <laughs> Uh, so listen, uh, uh, block, one blockbuster remains, and it's located in uh, Bend, Oregon. Uh, far from being a ghost town, it's from Yahoo Entertainment. Uh, though the the solidarity the, the shop is a, a major tourist destination, 
for both movie lovers and nostalgia uh, adult 90s kids. People really do travel to see us. Blockbuster manager Sandy Harding tells Yahoo Entertainment. We have people from all over the world coming to Central Oregon. They were coming here for nostalgia, but they also want to say hello and tell us what Blockbuster meant to them. It was weird, It was weird, surreal, and uh, I, I, near a million years thought people were, this was going to happen. Last Blockbuster, uh, no, Blockbuster's getting a documentary is the last Blockbuster. So, yeah, I remember... I'm gonna tell you the worst parts about Blockbuster, especially towards the end. Man, shit was never in, especially games. Like if you were doing your game, and I used to kind of, that's where you knew Blockbuster was really gonna, gonna die because that's when I forgot what it was. It was like Netflix. Uh, and I used to have a subscription to that to it where you could, you would send them, uh, they would send you a game. Uh, you could get two games, you had to pay a little bit more. And then you would mail it back to them and they would send you the next one on your queue or whatever. And those types of those types of companies started eating into Blockbuster. And as the the, the market shifted, Blockbuster tried to do the same. You could start Blockbuster started letting you mail your stuff in. um, But still had an Internet like version of Netflix. But the problem is they were already built out brick and mortar. So mm-hmm. Netflix is nimble. And they, we don't have shops and stuff like right. that. You know what I'm saying? We, we got, got a all warehouse these, of movies. That's right. it. Right. Well, we got all these blockbuster brick and mortar places all over the place, right? And it's, it started changing. And also bootlegging, too. All right, bootlegging. Boy, listen, I can go to the barbershop and get those movies. I don't need to come out. <laughs> right. So like that. Worry about late fees. Right. Oh, yeah. That'd be the kicker, too. Man, we got to get this back right before this. Like, oh, yeah. Yep. Forget it. Then you get the late fee. Like, I'm keeping this for a little bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Another week. Get right. right. it. Uh, I th- hey, look, but, and I know this is a bu- listen. I remember it was, you know, it was worse than Blockbuster was. Uh, I think it was like West Coast videos. West Hollywood. Coast, Hollywood was bad, too. Holly definitely. Yeah. You Because those places really wouldn't have nothing. You'd be like, uh-huh. what? We used to have here. Um, right where I grew up on like a uh, 75th in Luella, this lady had this video store. Her, I think her name was Max. The place was called Max's. Uh, and I used to love to go there. Her daughter, she had, a, she had a cute daughter. She was older than me. Uh, her daughter would sometimes work the counter and I used to go there and I have a list of stuff that I want to get. Uh, I could get movies like on Saturdays and like during the week I could get movies, uh, go over there, either walk or have my dad uh, take me over there. I used to like, I used to like her video store. But then I say the weird part about video stores, uh, especially when you you're not even old enough, was when they would have that like that hallway corner that was cut off. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? What was back with the, there with the beaded like curtains? With all the sticky videos, the sticky. <laughs> This is where you come when you're 18. So. <laughs> <laughs> and now all you got to do is type in a few keywords and you can all the porno you want to see for free. <laughs> hey, Ken, I want to ask you real, real quick, which little blockbuster, I know this people all over the world is watching, but uh, since we're, we're from Chicago, living in Chicago, most of us still, which location did you go to, blockbuster? Uh, undoubtedly, I went to um, the one... On, on 90, what was that, like 92nd and Stony was the one I went to the most. Uh, right there on 92nd and Stony. I went to the one in High Park. I went to the one in High Park. I remember this one time I was going in there, right? The one in High Park. And I'm walking in, and Jesse Jackson walks out. Right? Oh, shit. And he just walks by me, whatever, pays no mind. And I turn back <laughs> and look at him, 
And the only thing that caught his attention was this young lady walking behind me as he oogled her body with his eye. <laughs> That's a fine looking woman. <laughs> Reverend. I went to the one on 95th right off of uh, Western. It was right across the street from um, the, the plaza. And it was, you remember, it was right next door to Drury Lane, which is no longer there. There's a Walmart there now. That was the one I went to. It was right across the street from um, that White Castle that's still there. I may have went to, I know I definitely went to that one. Yeah. Uh, that's Brian, the one you, I went to. Brian, which one did you go to? Uh, there was one in my hometown eventually, and that one I went to, but it was always the town over. Eventually, what'd you say? You know, what's up when you only even got a block when Blockbuster finally come to town. <laughs> oh man, our town had nothing for the longest time. Still does, but many, I would go to Cary. How many people live in the town? Two, three at the time. No, how many people live in your town? Yeah, at the it's like five or six now, maybe. But at the time, it was like two or three. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Thousand. Okay, okay, thank you. That's when you say two Sorry. or three. Trying to make sure. Okay, that is, that is, that is, that is tiny. Yeah, we're a small suburb of Chicago. Real Did you have a White Castle and or McDonald's at least? Only McDonald's and then like uh, one of those Euro places. And that was it. Okay. <laughs> you only had McDonald's and one Euro place? That was the restaurant. <laughs> You didn't stay in Fox River Grove for, for things. You left to go get things, and then you come back. Okay, okay. Damn. I'm glad. I know. Hello, Arizona. Yes. <laughs> Everything's here. I love it. And there's definitely, people. Definitely, definitely. Well, guys, that's it. That was our first show back. Uh, we were taking a break, and then uh, definitely we went around to get moved and settled in. And get everything going uh, in the correct manner down there at Tempe. So everybody send your, your love and your energy to Ryan is on this big Appreciate move. He it. made it. He made it. So we're all happy that Ryan made it. As he keeps us in tune with this new adventure, where it's going to be some of the rolling gags that we'll use on the show and tells us what's going down in the Southwest. Again, you can always check out Sydney on Second City Sports and also on We Are Regal Radio. We will be back with that Davis show this Tuesday. We're going to definitely get into some Bulls basketball, uh, the Finally. future of future of the bears um our you know our thoughts on uh nba season coming up as we i wish bas- i wish baseball was coming i was i'm fiending for a little bit of baseball i hate to say it man i just need a little i know it's cold outside yeah man i, li- I just need a little that was some nice that was a, a nice little piece of baseball that we got yeah when we didn't think we were running it was it. fun you know, it was yeah it was fun so I'm feeling to just get back into it, just a little bit of baseball. I saw uh, that the the, the NF, NHL has come to a agreement with Sydney that they're going to have only a 56-game schedule. Uh, yeah, season. January 13th. It looks so like we, uh, the, all the Canadian teams may end up playing in the U.S., but we'll see about that. And which is, you know, real quick, I, and I saw that, that all Canadian teams may play in the U.S., but they were going to have them only play each other, kind of like in baseball, how they only had the Central play the Central uh, mm-hmm. and the from mm-hmm. the AL and NL. So I wonder what they're going to do now when, since those teams are going to be here in America, they they, they, just, they don't have to just play each other. How, they, how are they going to break them down uh, and put them into different divisions? I wonder just how the, the divisions are going to look. Um, yeah, as- yeah, like I said, they have different divisions. I think all the Canadian teams will be in one division. So they're still trying to uh, hash out those those things right now. 
Because we talked about this last uh, a couple weeks ago too, Ken. I think it was off mic. We know that the Toronto Raptors they're playing here in the U.S. Uh, in Tampa, Tampa for the whole year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, I bet I'll tell you this. I, if I was a um, if I was a Raptor boy, I would love to play in Florida for for a season, yeah, right? Like yeah, during the wintertime too, be like, oh boy, yeah. that's a nice. Well, I got Kawhi was probably Toronto. kicking the dirt. Like man, right. I want to stay. Looking, looking at a picture of Paul George, just motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and also Ron, listen, our my dream, which is it will become your dream, inches to get closer, perhaps. As far as Giannis being off of the board, and my what I told you months and months ago about having James Harden in Miami, it's, it uh, could happen. It's a come on, it's a chance, it's a chance, it's a chance. <laughs> yeah, we'll but see. anyway, we'll get back to that. Uh, getting coming back this week, so just continue to sit there and be patient with us as we improve the show. We look to bring you a lot of improvements moving forward uh, next year uh, as we try to make this shit more quality yeah. for you. But always, you'll catch me uh, at the Kardashian house when Devin Booker takes me there. <laughs> <laughs> just don't get shot by uh, Tory Lanez. All right, just okay. don't. I'll, I'll keep, keep out of his car. <laughs> yeah, I want my one. foot. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sydney. We go. The flip. <laughs> <laughs>